Hello and welcome to a bonus edition of the NHRA Insider Podcast with Brian Loans. A huge engine failure, it appears, for Erica. The smoke funneling out of the back of the car. Stanfield drives by. On this extra episode, we talked to Ron Caps about his upcoming appearance in the SRX Stock Car Racing Series. And it's Trip Tatum for the first time in his career. 370 flat, 330 miles an hour. The NHRA reigning funny car champion's about to hit the dirt at Eldora Speedway, and he tells all. Bobby Bodie's 074, and he blows the body off the car. Going through the finish line stripe, Bobby maintains control of the automobile. This is the NHRA Insider Bonus Edition. Number 16 is going to take out number one. He left on a, by a day and a half. Both Manson Hines bikes are out, and it is crazy town at Pro Stock Motorcycle. Hey everybody, welcome to this special episode of the NHRA Insider Podcast. We had a show earlier this week talking to Tony Pedragon, talking to Jim Epler. Today we're just talking to Ron Caps. It is Wednesday of Topeka week and Ron is headed right now to Eldora Speedway in Ohio where he will compete in the SRX series against the likes of Haley Deegan, Tony Stewart, Kenny Schrader, and a list of other big, big names of race car drivers across the spectrum of motorsports. He is the first NHRA racer to be invited into the series, and uh, as you will learn here in moments, this is going to be not only a high-tension week or day for him, uh, it is going to be one where he is going to be front and center right off the bat. So it was great to catch up with Ron. Not going to babble on here forever. I'm just going to get right into it. Enjoy this conversation with Ron Caps as he is about to live out perhaps a lifelong dream. Multi-time NHRA Funny Car Champion is going to hit the dirt at Eldora Speedway, a place he has raced at before, but certainly not against the competition he's about to see. Enjoy this conversation. All right, welcoming my one and only guest on this bonus edition of the NHRA Insider. He is your reigning NHRA Nitro Funny Car World Champion, and he's a man who is hopeful to take home the crown of SRX at Eldora this week. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron Caps, how you doing, man? Hey, Brian. How are you, man? I'm really good. Um, so is it, does it feel like Christmas morning yet? I mean, we're making, or uh, Christmas Eve, we're making the show the day before you're going to be banging fenders. What's the, what's the mood? Well, I'm a little nervous. Well, I was already getting nervous, but I uh, just got into Indy last night, and then my brother and uh, Paul Meck, our team manager, were driving to Ohio. Most fans probably don't understand, uh, Eldora is kind of in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. It's not really near a, a big town, so we'll head over and... Uh, get situated i just found out uh heat one they drew at the last race and i am on the pole for heat one <laughs> that's awesome um no it's not <laughs> because uh we only get six laps of practice and uh so i'm going to lead that whole contingent of badass drivers into turn one at eldora live in front of god in the world um <laughs> and and guess who's behind me in row two I'll well, give you one guess. Listen, I I know it's not Paul Tracy, which is good news for everybody. So who is it? <laughs> yeah. Smoke. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, the nerves are starting to ratchet up a little bit, but all good. So this is a racetrack you've driven before, right? Because you ran the Prelude and, you, and you've done stuff there. Uh, obviously not in this style of car. So for the NHRA fan that that may not understand the difference between what you have driven on dirt and what this thing is, can you give us a little bit of a breakdown? Well, it's, um, yeah, it's more of a conventional suspension, I guess. It's more of just a NASCAR looking, if you haven't seen what the SRX yeah. is, um, I mean, your, your listeners, not necessarily you, but, uh, it is a purposely built car, much like the IROC series was. So it's pretty cool looking at wings and stuff and they're all different colors with everybody's names on them. You know, Castro Neves, Tony Kanan, Tony Stewart, Ryan Newman, and you go down the list. And so they're, 
set up identical to, to sort of uh, do like what I rocked did and see who the best drivers are. I drove the Prelude to the Dream. Let's see, the last one was 11 years ago. So it's been 11 years since I've been on dirt. Um, those were dirt late models, and those have a suspension where the car torques up on the right yeah. right rear tire. Very weird to drive, very um, very not right. And especially <laughs> for somebody that's never driven anything like that, it's it's a very strange car and, and it took a lot to get used to. Well, this is a, a more conventional uh, looking NASCAR with a big wing on it, and it's got a radial tire now. And it's set up to run, you know, asphalt as well as dirt. So um, that would be interesting. I, I only got to test the car on a little small track in North Carolina right after our four-wide race. And I think I got 18 laps. And um, so it's going to be and listen, it's and these be things are, to the wolves. These things are pretty gutsy. My understanding is they make about 800 horsepower, right? Yeah. And when I showed up, it was Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick and a whole bunch of guys. And the first thing I heard Kevin Harvick was, when he came into pit area before I got in my car, he said, man, he's got a lot more power than I thought. So when I heard Kevin Harvick <laughs> say it, I was like, oh, man. So, um, yeah, they got an Elmore engine. Uh, Edelbrock helps them out a lot. Um, yeah, it's it's they they got a lot of power, a lot more power than I imagined. So you, you put that on dirt, and uh, we're going to have a, a show. You know, to me, one of the interesting kind of aspects of all this stuff is, like, the, the backside of it. So if, if – you know, Don Hawk calls you, you get the invite to be in the series. And, you know, Don Hawk is the guy who kind of oversees the series. He's the king of the motivational tweet every day. He always has <laughs> tweets out some some motivational thing to get your day started. But for for you, what what happens next after that phone call? Meaning you got to contact Napa. You have to contact, you know, other various stakeholders you have in your team. Like, how does that happen? I was coming out of the hills in New Hampshire. Um for a charity event. I left our, our Gainesville, you know, kickoff race for NHRA. I went to a charity event. Um, it was about two degrees up in the mountains <laughs> <laughs> and we're coming down the mountain and the guy from Napa was giving me a ride and my phone rang and I didn't recognize the number. I picked it up and it was Don Hawk. And so I've met him plenty of times uh, when I drove for Don Perdome. I certainly knew who Don Hawk was in the NASCAR world. He's worked for everybody, yeah. you know? Uh, so, and I knew he was with SRX but what he what he started telling me, I was the phone was cutting out, and I was like, "Oh my god!" He just as soon as he said it was Don Hawk, the phone starts cutting out. <laughs> oh but god! We got down to where we could uh, we could I could hear him, and he said, "Look, I'm looking up on my board at a list," and he started naming off all these drivers who were just hero drivers, and he said, "I've got your name. Um, are you available August 10th?" And I said, "I'm available any day." Yeah. Uh, but then he then he told me it was going to be Eldora, which a little more comforting because I hadn't been in one of those cars. But, uh, yeah, that was that was the phone call. And I hung up and called my mom and dad, called my wife, and uh, proceeded to call all our sponsors. And, uh, yeah, it's a huge deal. Yeah, it's great. And and to me, it's it's such a it's such a fun series to watch because, you know, we, we've watched it evolve over the last couple of seasons. And I know everybody in our sport is like, all right, when is one of our guys going to get tapped? Like, when is somebody getting the phone call? And I think it's been great. The response I've seen within within the drag racing world of how excited the general sport is to have one of us in the seat of one of these cars. And, and yeah, you're going to be mixing it up with, I mean, Trader, I mean, all these guys. Really, you go down the list, it is, it, there's not a kind of a weak sister in the whole bunch. And, you know, it, it, I don't know how big a deal you feel like it is, but I think it's kind of an honor to be the first, uh, to be the first NHRA racer to, to get the, ta- to get tapped on the shoulder. Yeah, huge honor. And, you know, what, what IROC did back in the day when we were kids was, it, it, for the motorsports fan, it was the ultimate. You know, you could have Mario Andretti against Dale Earnhardt Sr. and, 
and just go down the list of all these guys throwing in this identical car. So that was cool. Then that went away. And then <clears throat> when Tony started the prelude to the dream, that became what I rock was. Yeah. And that was, that was fun to do. And I got to do that every year. And then that went away. So, um, when they announced, uh, Abraham and him and, and all the guys were putting this thing together, it was, it's the ultimate for a race fan, obviously, but having a drag racer, you know, it, you just don't think you're going to have a drag racer in there. And, and I've, I've talked to Tony, I've talked to Hawk about this. I mean, I'd certainly love to see Doug Coletta. Um, any, anytime I've gone a race with Doug on dirt or little charity events or something, he's still fast as heck. <laughs> and, and anything he drives, he's quiet. His interviews are a little bit quiet on, on, in the drag race side. But let me tell you, that dude can still drive. And I don't mean the drag race car. He can still drive. So, yeah, it, it was an extreme honor, obviously, to be invited to it. But uh, I, I certainly, every time I did the prelude, I had a lot of drivers um, they didn't like being passed by me or a drag racer for sure, <laughs> because you always got a nudge in the next turn. But, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, the respect factor kind of, you know, it, it grew, um, the more and more that we did the prelude and Cruz Pedregon ended up doing the prelude near the end there. Yes. And, uh, it was fun to go do that with Cruz. You know, one of the, the things that maybe hardcore drag racing fans remember, I, I'm, I'm guessing you remember this, but there was a series that was a Thursday night series years ago that was put on at IRP. And yeah, Fastmasters. Yes, and and Fastmasters. And Ed McCulloch won his race, and it was like this total chaos. They were racing these J Jaguar XJ220s, which were like these million-dollar supercars, and they were tearing them up left and right. But but Ace actually won his event and made it into the final. And I think Eddie Hill, I believe Eddie Hill made it as well. So there is some precedent here, man. You got you got some good you got some good shoes to follow. Yeah, I remember that, and I talked to Ace about that when when we worked together. And I do remember all the stuff they tore up. And, oh yeah, and like you said, I mean, but that was fun to watch. I mean, I think you had some hunters in it. Yep, you had a whole bunch of really really good drivers. But uh, yeah, man, you never know. I think it was fun. I, it was actually repeated the other day on Roku. I was going through looking at the NHRA channel, and um, they were airing that, which is pretty neat. <laughs> that is pretty neat. So, you know, when you kind of put all this into perspective, when you're going there, you know, you're a race car driver, the goal is obviously to win the race. But when you talk about, you know, the very short amount of practice time you're going to have, what are the things you need to key in on over the course of, you know, you said basically a half dozen laps of practice. So in a short amount of time for you, what are the main kind of critical elements to getting in this car and understanding as much as you can in that short time? Yeah, I would be arrogant honestly to say i'm going in there to win this thing uh, yeah. obviously it would be great you know starting yeah. on the pole heat one is going to give me a, a little bit better advantage of at least getting a few laps in yeah. hopefully before uh guys try to take me out or, or who knows what's going to happen but i i just like the prelude I, i'm going into this um to try and uh not ruin their equipment yep. first of all sure um be competitive and not make a fool of myself <laughs> obviously we're gonna have a lot of nhra fans tuning in but I think uh, it would be, and, and any race car driver that's in the SRX would feel the same way. They, they know how I feel. They've been running a series for several weeks. Yeah. So a lot of them have a feel for the car. Haley Deegan, a lot of a lot of them, like Kenny Schrader, they've gotten used to the car. So whether or not it's dirt or not, they definitely have a huge advantage. Like I said, I get six laps of practice. Um, and Brian, this is so unlike the race car I drive for a living. Yeah. It is so so different uh it, it is uh so on not only am i not comfortable in the car but um i'm also going to be racing with some of the best drivers in the world at one of the fastest high bank dirt tracks in the you know on the planet so it's going to be uh overwhelming i'm just going to try to get through it i am flying on, on smoke's plane back into topeka 
So I do want to not do anything. You don't want to lose your seat? (laughs) No, I do not want to make him upset. So uh, we'll see how that goes. No, it's great. Uh, You know, I was up in Boise, Idaho last weekend at the Night Fire Nationals, and uh, one of your good friends, Bill Windham, was up there. So technically, you're going to be the second drag racer to go dirt track racing this weekend. He he had the ride of a lifetime up there. It felt awful for him, went off the end of the track and, and turned the car over. Did you talk to Bill after the weekend? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was getting pictures, and then I was yeah. texting him. And, uh, yeah, unfortunate deal, man. It is. Um, but, yeah, I, I was going to text you, man. Great job. Oh, uh, thank I, you. I was enjoying uh, – there was a guy that, that puts that out there on Facebook, Frank Larrabee. And uh, anytime the nostalgia cars are running, I go to his Facebook page, and he's got a live feed from the top end of the track. And so they had a speaker there, and I could hear you. And um, it was very cool. Yeah, and, look, to me, you know, it's it's like when you, you going out through this RS – SRX deal it's kind of like me when I get to go off and do something like like Nightfire where it's it is in a lot of ways it's an old it's a throwback and it's a step outside the norm and and you know I, I can't really for you too I, you can't really overestimate the value of that of just every once in a while just kind of stepping outside what what is normal and it kind of resets you a little bit and you know that event that racetrack is is so good and yeah it was a it was an absolute blast to be up there with those guys. That's what that uh, the March meets has always done that for me as a kid, and I, I know you and Chad, the bank yep. shift uh, fee that you guys did for quite a while. That that track takes me back to my childhood. Obviously, winning in the field altered is huge, but yeah, I, I think it really kind of <clears throat> it, it it does, like you said, it, it resets your brain to the way things were and drag racing as a kid for you and I growing up. I, I don't think we could have grew up at a, at a better time. I agree, and in. You mentioned obviously the, the the effect Bakersfield had on you growing up, but there was plenty of dirt track racing in, in the world where you grew up too. So where were the places, if any, that that your family would maybe pop into every now and again as far as the circle track stuff? Well, my dad, you know, he was kind of the, the local guy at our little drag strip in Santa Maria, California. Um, there was a, a dirt track there. There was a dirt track in Atascadero. We would go to the valley where my dad actually grew up. So when he sold his drag race car, he would have these guys ask him to build their engines for the sprint cars and all these different things. So I would tag along with him and I went, I spent a lot of time at dirt tracks. Uh, my dad was kind of a local guy that everybody went to, to, to get their cars to go a little faster, whether it was just, you know, drag racing. Uh, he worked on a Lola, uh, nice. Can Am car for a while. Wow. So yeah, I had a very cool childhood kind of tagging along and just paying attention. And, you know, it certainly helped me later in life as a crew member. And then eventually as a driver for sure. When you look at, uh, you know, you look at this field of, of racers that you're going to be competing with this weekend, you mentioned Haley Deegan, we know we know Tony Stewart, and, you know, there is a range in there, which I one of the things that fascinates me about the series is the fact that it is set up in this kind of sprint style, so you can have guys that, you know, let's uh, to, to say it one way, have more laps on them, uh, or, you know, they, you can have older guys in this thing, very experienced stock car drivers that that don't necessarily want to commit themselves to running these massive 500 mile whatever races so the sprint style really fits them when you look at this field top to bottom who are let's give it the two or three names in there that you're most excited to be on the racetrack with outside of outside of Haley and outside of outside of smoke obviously um that's a great question a lot of these drivers i was looking at the list this morning actually and uh, a lot of them i ran the, the prelude and that's really the only tony canon's one of them yep. that i would see him once in a while at the indy 500 maybe to say hi but for the most part i would see him at the prelude ryan newman i would see a certain sponsor things uh, i'm excited to run into him again uh but kenny schrader is probably 
Lee Corliss. He was actually my Skoll teammate um, when I was at Don Perdomes. He drove the Skoll NASCAR car for a while, and I got to know him real well at doing appearances and, and things. So hanging out with him and Kenny Wallace is always a blast, and and I'm excited for Schrader. And, and, uh, and to be honest with you, it's probably the guy I'm going to go right to for any advice um, that night. Even though I'm racing against him, I know that uh, he, he will take the time to uh, to sort of feed me some good advice um, going into the night. And that was going to be my next question, which is, you know, and I think you've been in this position too. When when a young young or inexperienced funny car driver wants you know wants advice, I'm sure you're one of the guys that people come to. And what's what are the limitations there? Are there any limitations there? When someone comes up, say, how do you, how do you do this? Why do you do this? How does this work? Is there a point where it's like I'll give you ninety percent of it, and you got to figure out the rest, or is it just spill the beans? Yeah, no, it, it, it depends on the person. If they really, truly ask you and and they want to know, if it's somebody I've got to stage a car next to, I, I certainly don't want to give them yeah. everything I know and my mentality of, of going in first, going in last, whatever it might be. Um, and I've had plenty of alcohol drivers that have made the, the jump into the fuel cars. Sure. And, and I, I'm an open book if they want to take my advice. If I start to answer and they start to cut in on me, um, then I, I understand it. I'm not going to get through to him. <laughs> right. And, and, and I think Kenny Schrader's kind of the same way. I know, uh, smoke as well. I know that anybody, um, they're going to be kind of support me a little bit, or at least I hope I say that yeah. Brian, but I, I really believe, uh, they're as excited as of me showing up, um, Thursday night as I am to be there. And, uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm always an open book. If somebody wants to know, um, any advantages of uh, of anything yeah. driving a funny car? If they respect the craft, you know what I mean. If they respect the craft of doing it, I totally understand what you're saying because I think it goes it goes across probably every aspect of life. When someone when someone asks you a question and you start to answer and they clearly already know what they want to hear, why bother? Why bother finishing the answer, right? Yeah, we used to call it the shell answer man. Remember those commercials when we were kids? <laughs> yes. Yeah, the guy that knew everything. Yes. And I've had these drivers come up to me and ask me for advice when they're maybe getting their license in a fuel car. And if you start to answer them and then they start going on about, yeah, this is what they did. And, of course, that, you know, it, it, it just turns me off. So uh, the first, really the first guy I approached was Ed McCulloch when I drove top fuel. Nice. Uh, Roger, Roger Prim that owned the car and never drew, drew uh, a top fuel car. So I went... And the reputation Ace had was you don't go walking up to that dude and just ask him questions. But I did. And <laughs> thankfully, he didn't punch me, first of all. But he took me under his wing, and uh, that was pretty neat. And, and, you know, obviously, eventually, him and I got to work yeah. together, and he's, he's salt to the earth. But, yeah, that, that – uh, you never know, right? So yeah, let's let's switch gears real quick into the world of funny car racing. You know, you're going to run this race Thursday. You're going to fly uh, with Tony Stewart back out to Topeka to compete uh, at the Heartland Nationals this weekend, or the Menards NHRA Nationals presented by Pet Armor, as the uh, title may properly be. Um, well said, Brian. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this this can kind of be good for you in a way. Not that you need the help, but like being able to get amped up on a Thursday night and get and get that going, you're going to be in a different headspace maybe on Friday morning than you otherwise would have been. Yeah, it's either going to be really good or really bad. <laughs> right. um, yeah, there's a lot going on. We're back-to-back -back with Brainerd, yeah. and uh, any of our fans know Brainerd is oh, yeah. a special place. We go in early. We do a lot of Napa stuff. We have a fishing event on Thursday. It's just uh, we stay at the track. Um, in those condos by the starting line. So it is much a family thing for us. So, yeah, I'm excited about the next couple of weeks because you always feel Indies on the horizon. And uh, I have an announcement, and I cannot wait, and we're hopefully to do it next week. Um, 
concerning our Indianapolis race and our team, and it's it's huge. Um, and, and that's just been eating at me to be able to to share it with somebody. So we're hoping to announce that in between uh, Topeka and Brainerd, and the fans, NHRA fans, are going to absolutely go bonkers over it. So that that's another exciting thing we have coming up. So yeah, a lot going on in my life right now. Yeah, and and look, I I I, I think it's great. I think uh, you know for for. Of being a three-time champion, being a great ambassador of the sport, a guy who, you know, I've said this a hundred times, but dude, you work tirelessly. I mean, there are there are very few people I can look at and point to when you know when we're talking about different racers and and the amount of effort you put in week after week, working with Napa, working with all your sponsors. Um, it is it is one of those things where the glory of driving the race car is is momentary, but the work you put in that a lot of people don't see is amazing. Yeah, you know. I, I tell people all the time, as soon as somebody says, man, you had a great year of back-to-back championships, and I, I always point to Guido, and I couldn't have had a more blessed person running our team, um, and the way that him and I get along, uh, the way he manages people. Um, someday we'll, 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 we'll do a whole behind-the-scenes camera person uh, like a day at the races and really see what Guido does. I'm excited for, for people to really, I, I think, I love what you guys do on Fox and FS1. I, I really would I'd love to, to see you guys showcase the crew chiefs a little more and get behind the scenes, you know, much like the F1 show. I think fans would really enjoy seeing these characters that uh, you don't necessarily see at the starting line or get a quick interview by, uh, by uh, Joe. So, um, yeah, I, I'm so blessed that I got together with Guido, not only performance wise, but uh, he's just, he, he's a great person and, and we've really had a lot of fun, um, you know, making this next move in our lives. NHRA is a new series on YouTube called Driven. We got a couple episodes out, and it is exactly the thing you're talking about. So you just volunteered him. So what I'm going to do is in our in our next production meeting, I'm going to mention. You know what, Ron? I think Ron, I think Guido is the guy we need to do the crew chief episode on. We did an episode on Austin Proc. We've done one on the Pro Stock Motorcycle guys, and I've been kind of beating the drum to what you said is getting that inside look and a day in the life, a weekend in the life of a crew chief. It would be it'd be great, and he would obviously be a great uh, great subject for that for sure. So uh, I'm telling you, the gearheads at home will go ballistic. They will love eating up what you know some of the really technical stuff that that you guys can hear. The approach, the amateur weather people that <laughs> right, these crew chiefs right. are. If the fans understood the weather systems that we have in the trailer, it's better than your local Fox News. I promise you. <laughs> One last question before I let you go. We look at the current funny car standings. You and Hagen are separated by about a round, give or take. Um, so this is you know, shaping up to be, again, one of those years that takes itself right down to the wire. But I can't help but look at, about the guy, at the guy who's behind you. Now, he's behind you by 100 points. But there is not a soul on this, in this planet that if, if you had asked him in February, who would be third in points going into Topeka near Indy? And they would not, none of them would have said Chad Green. That is a season – that to me that has just been incredible to watch the car goes down the racetrack it does not set national records it doesn't do anything wacko but those guys are those guys are doing it their own way and it's it's pretty wild to watch yeah if daniel wilkerson ever comes out of a shell a little bit <laughs> he would be he would be quite quite an interview um yeah I, you know you could see that coming that's one of those teams and we've seen it before um, but again, we're, we're rolling into the countdown here pretty soon, yep. and things change yep. um, for the better, for the worse, for some teams. I always felt blessed that we're consistent, and uh, we always have a goal to try and win the, the regular season championship. So it's going to be a battle with Hagen down the wire. We'd love to have those extra 10 points. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think when you looked at the landscape of Funny Car, we quite saw 
the top 10 like it is <clears throat> excuse me and you know jr todd's team i mean coming yes. alive which uh we knew that was going to come we as a competitor i hope it doesn't come till the second last race of the year <laughs> right. but obviously they showed what uh what they can do so they're going to be factors as well as gosh i mean now that you and i are talking about it it's well over 10 cars that legitimately have a chance of winning on a sunday which is again we talk about it every year so yeah chad green he's fun i had him i had him my q yes. and, uh, and it was fun to get to know him i did not realize that was his team i thought that was wilkerson's second team which was kind of a shocker um even though daniel's a crew chief so i think that that uh that let fans know a little bit inside information yeah it was great and uh yeah chad is uh chad is a great guy certainly very successful and he's motivated and it's been to me as a you know guy who gets paid to watch stuff it's been pretty awesome to watch him evolve himself as a competitor you know it's like everybody when they start driving a funny car it's like you know when you you watch the, those nature videos and the little baby animals trying to walk and it's stumbling around and it doesn't really know how to stand up and then you watch this guy really start to do a nice job he has good car control he makes good decisions and um yeah it's been it's been one of the feel-good kind of stories of the summer so listen man thank you for taking the time this morning i know your, your week is uh, bonkers and off the wall wish you all the best me and everybody else will be tuned in tomorrow night at a local watering hole to uh to watch you bang fenders and uh <laughs> I, I i can't wait to watch man i know i know it's going to be a great moment for you and it's a great moment for our sport i appreciate it uh that heat one of going into turn one Eldora <laughs> with a pack of wolves behind me is uh <laughs> It's going to be interesting, Brian. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, man. I can only have this little vision of, of young Ron Caps hanging on the fence at, uh, at the local racetrack thinking, one day I'm going to get to do this, and here you are now. So go get him, man. All right, dude. Thanks, man. Thank you. And that, as they say, is that for this very quick edition, bonus edition this week of the NHRA Insider Podcast. Ron is going to be on. It's ESPN tomorrow night, SRX Series at Eldora. He is excited. I think the whole of drag racing is excited to go watch him. So tune in and also tune in this weekend on FS1 to catch all the action in Ron's natural habitat in a nitro funny car as we go racing at the Menards NHRA Nationals presented by Pet Armor at Heartland Motorsports Park in Topeka, Kansas. Get your tickets on NHRA.com. It's going to be a great weekend. Sunny Sunday, it's going to be fantastic. Some cloud cover. It should be very, very fast if the weather holds up the way they say it is. Thanks for listening. As always, I'm Brian Loans, and I'll see you this weekend on FS1. You'll see Ron on ESPN. We'll be talking about it all weekend long.